Thanks for joining us on the Future Food Show. This episode is part of the Transforming the Future of Protein series, where we explore the work of XPRIZE Feed the Next Billion, a global incentivized competition that challenges innovators to reinvent alternative proteins. On this episode, we're excited to have Caroline Colta, director of the XPRIZE Feed the Next Billion global competition. Caroline oversees the technical and day-to-day operations of the competition, including project, knowledge, stakeholder, and risk management. Prior to this, she worked on an array of projects, including supporting XPRIZE Foundation's research on circular and resilient food systems, in addition to designing competitions for alternative protein, circular water economy, sustainable food packaging, and Alzheimer's disease. Caroline comes to XPRIZE with seven years of experience in the international development, governance, and election monitoring sectors in the Middle East and North Africa region as project manager, researcher, and policy advisor. Her professional career is geared towards advancing human rights and freedoms, civic engagement, and empowering marginalized populations. She holds an MA in Sustainable International Development with a focus on conflict resolution and coexistence from the Heller School of Social Policy and Management at Brandeis University and a Bachelor of Political Science from Cairo University. Caroline, I would like to welcome you to the Future Food Show. Hi, Alex. Thank you for having me. Caroline, I'm really excited about, you know, talking about XPRIZE, jumping into the Feed the Next Billion Challenge. But before we do that, tell us a little bit about your background. So I come from a region of the world that is deeply impacted by big problems, such as political instability, poverty, gender discrimination, and the very topic of this podcast, which is food insecurity. Um, This environment drove me to choose a career in international development, which looks at improving the lives of individuals worldwide across several areas, such as health, education, food security, as I mentioned, democracy, sustainability, and all those things that, um, you know, better position folks to live a more equitable life and uh, have greater opportunities in life. So what I do specifically in all of this is design and operate programs that build resilience in the face of these inevitable global challenges. I initially focused on programs geared towards democratic transition and building an infrastructure of good governance and civic participation. And I think that naturally led me to expand this focus into this global challenge of food insecurity. And I guess we'll talk about XPRIZE in just a second. But um, before you joined the XPRIZE team, were you working on food or more of some of the other challenges that you mentioned? My work in food really started with XPRIZE. So before that, it was around the areas of conflict resolution, democratic transition, as I mentioned. And XPRIZE was really the introduction to this food industry and, and issues of food security specifically. Okay, cool. And so let's talk about what XPRIZE is for those that are not familiar, maybe beyond just the you know Feed the Next Billion challenge, challenge and XPRIZE as a whole. Can you give us a quick overview? XPRIZE is a nonprofit organization. We are based in Southern California and have been around for almost 30 years now. What we do, it's really a global movement. We set our eyes on um, a positive future and then chart very specific milestones that aim to achieve that vision. It's a very interesting paradigm shift from traditional development approaches where where they're more uh, reactive 
XPRIZE, I think, is more proactive and how it fosters this cross-disciplinary collaboration. And where it's very unique is that it's leveraging the power of science and competition to catalyze innovation. So it's not a grant program and it doesn't um, offer traditional international development programming, but really specializes in this competition world to catalyze innovation and accelerate this more hopeful future that we um, envision. Over time, over the 30 years that we've been active, we've awarded millions of dollars in awards to teams from all over the world that push these limits um, of what's possible in areas of on and off planet exploration, education, and climate change, and most recently with Feed the Next Billion, food security. That's exciting. And when I think about XPRIZE, of course, Peter Diamandis comes to mind, but when I think about XPRIZE, I remember walking into the Google office one time, being in Silicon Valley. I think there's a lot of opportunities to kind of go to Google offices, but they had one of the original, I think, XPRIZE challenges. It was some sort of suborbital space flight challenge. They had one of the, I guess, entries hanging from the ceiling, and, and that was pretty cool. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the more well-known challenges and also maybe who Peter Diamandis is as a character and how involved he is with XPRIZE today? Of course, Alex. What you're mentioning is the very first XPRIZE competition that was launched uh, when XPRIZE Foundation was was founded um, in 95, I believe. And at the time before this XPRIZE competition, spaceflight was the exclusive purview of government. And this was the challenge that Peter at the time identified along with Anusha Ansari. The Ansari family funded the XPRIZE competition at the time. And Anusha is our current CEO at XPRIZE. So it's started this relationship and um, that continues to this day with, with, the, with the foundation. But at the time before the Ansari XPRIZE, um, there was not no space for <clears throat> private companies to get into this world of space exploration. And space tourism was a dream. It was very dangerous, too expensive, and not really accessible for the general public. And at the same time, it was a very much a passion for Peter to explore that space um, and make and democratizing the innovation in that space. So uh, the prize launched in '95, I believe, and in October 2004. XPRIZE captured the world's attention and became really a more known name for a lot of people by awarding the Ansari XPRIZE. It was a $10 million prize at the time, the largest prize in history. And the idea was to carry three people on a reliable, reusable, privately franchised manned spaceship to 100 kilometers above the Earth about the Earth's surface and do it twice within two weeks. So this kind of gives you an idea of how XPRIZE competitions are structured. They identify a challenge and then set the course for very specific milestones to be achieved. The other, I love talking about this prize because it also highlights how XPRIZE is very unique in testing teams on their innovations. Because unlike a grant program, we don't award ideas. We award real-life demonstrations. So 
in this specific prize, there was a real life demonstration with, um, you know, the two week period going back and forth in this spacecraft that uh, went up into space and came back. Um, and at the time, uh, Sir Richard Branson was there at the demonstration and he ended up funding and supporting acquiring uh, one of the competing teams now becoming Virgin Galactic. So it's it's an amazing story. I love talking about it. And it really sets the stage for XPRIZE as a competition engine um, and then expanded to other areas uh, such as climate change and education and now food. Wow, that's cool. And the whole kind of backstory of Virgin Galactic, I didn't know that. And that's, I guess, super inspiring, too, that something like this could turn into something so big and well-known, too. Right. And that's really one of the foundations of our work is while we do incentivize innovation by a lot of things, among which the award, of course, that teams compete to, to achieve, we expect companies, and you'll we'll see this in Feed the Next Billion too, uh, when we talk about it, we do expect teams to invest in their innovation. So while the award is there as an incentive, we've seen time and time again teams raising way more than they expect to win from the prize. And that's really the, one of the intentions of XPRIZE is to galvanize this innovation landscape and involve others in um, funding and innovating around a certain problem. That's exciting. So let's talk about Feed the Next Billion. When did it start and what's the format of this challenge? So XPRIZE Feed the Next Billion is the first XPRIZE competition tackling this challenge of global food insecurity. And the premise when we started thinking about this problem was, of course, um, population growth. So by 2050, there will be around 10 billion of us on this planet. And as we grow as a population, more of us will also have access to better economic opportunities more than ever before. With that, we see that demand for meat products inevitably will increase as this population grows and, and becomes more wealthy. Satisfying this global demand for meat accelerates some of the challenges with meeting that demand as well, such as deforestation, biodiversity loss, straining the water supply, climate change, and with that also challenges around in intensifying inhumane treatment of animals, um, and, and that was kind of the, the vision behind XPRIZE is it was a very interesting challenge of how do we help meet that demand while eliminating some of these negative impacts. Um, we started designing the prize in 2019 and we launched in 2020. And I think as many of your listeners know, this was the beginning of the alternative protein movement. At the time, there weren't as many players in the space. And while there were alternative meat products on the market, specifically in plant-based uh, meat, a lot of it was, and still to this day, like um, revolved around burgers, chicken nuggets, and fish fingers. XPRIZE put forth this prize, XPRIZE Feed the Next Billion, to incentivize a shift in the industry from these types of products that don't really appeal to a global audience to a delicious and versatile whole cut alternative that would be capable of competing with conventional products in a much more global market. 
So that's how I like to talk about XPRIZE. This is the big shift that this competition is trying to, to move the, the industry towards. Um, it's a $15 million award. So we have milestone awards along the, the timeline of the prize. Um, and the whole sum of the award is $15 million. Um, and while winners of this competition are expected to focus on a whole cut product, they also need to meet um, certain criteria and improve on the nutritional components and profiles of these meat alternatives. They're not where they, they're not where they need to be right now. Um, they need to also improve on the environmental footprint and cost of these products as they scale up production. Interesting. And I think, you know, you mentioned, you know, that these whole cuts are so much more diverse and it does appeal to that global audience. And I think that's very important. Can you tell us about some of the semifinalists that are there now? And, and I know that some are plant-based, some are cultured or, or cell-based or cultivated. Can you tell us just kind of maybe not all of the companies, but highlight a couple of the companies that are semifinalists? Our semifinalists span across, as you mentioned, all of the different approaches to the solution. So we have plant-based, cell-based, and some companies using fermentation approaches to, to developing this whole cut product. One thing that's very unique about the XPRIZE competitions and, and this XPRIZE competition and the companies competing is that they're focused on chicken and fish only. Um, so we're looking for them to produce a chicken breast or a fish fillet. With fish, they're not tied to a specific species. They can pick whatever species they'd like to work on um, and scale up production in. So, and yeah, they, they span across the different um, technological approaches or scientific approaches to solving the problem. I'd love to highlight a few of them, but I, I also, it's hard to answer that question because I, I love all of our teams and I'd like to talk about all of them. And I think one thing to, to keep your listeners excited is we hope to invite the finalist teams um, to, to speak on your podcast and introduce themselves to all of your audiences. Um, but at a high level, I think one thing to, to mention is that we are in the phase of the competition finalizing our semifinal stage. So we've just finished a big milestone in testing all of our semifinalist teams and we'll be announcing the finalist um, list of teams very soon. Um, and then they'll, they'll be coming on your podcast, hopefully to talk about themselves. But at a very high level, we have companies from all over the world. What, I, what I'd really like to focus on is, is the global diversity of um, the semifinalists. We were so overwhelmed with how excited they were about the prize and where they were coming from every corner of the world. So we have um, companies from Europe and Asia competing, of course, North America, because um, XPRIZE is very famous in the region, uh, of course, based in California. And we also have teams from South Africa, so really very representative of a global audience. And I think that ties really well with what we're trying to achieve, bringing these products to a global market. 
Absolutely. And we'll put a link to the XPRIZE Feed the Next Billion website in the show notes. And you could go and, and check out, I guess, semi-finalists now, but eventually you said the finalist teams will be announced. What is the timeline for, I guess, the competition in general? We just concluded the semi-finals phase of the competition through a series of testing activities to determine um, the, the finalist teams. One thing to mention is uh, XPRIZE never operates alone. We can talk about the, the stakeholders involved in, in operating the prize. But for this specifically, we have an independent judging panel that is reviewing all of the testing results as we speak and will be selecting um, the finalist teams. From that point on, we hope to announce the finalist teams in May um, this year. So there will be a big announcement and at that stage, we are awarding $2.5 million to those finalist teams from the $15 million total prize. Um, and moving forward, we are currently gearing up for a finals testing and judging milestone, which is slated for summer 2024. And at that point, we would be awarding the winners of the prize. Wow. Okay. And do you know, is there a specific number of companies that will make it to the finalists or is it more abstract and, and really based off of the results? It is based off the results. And this is where the judging panel will come in to determine the number of teams advancing and, and um, yeah, who will receive this award at the time. And you mentioned that XPRIZE works with a number of stakeholders. Can you tell us about that and how they work with XPRIZE on these challenges? Most XPRIZE competitions have a very similar structure where XPRIZE designs the competition, so sets the targets and the specific milestones teams need to achieve. But we rely on three main groups in operating a prize. One is the judging panel. It's an independent panel of experts in different fields, and they independently review team submissions at each stage and select which teams advance from one stage to the next and then eventually select the winning teams. Another group that we work with is an advisory board. And this, work, this group works directly with XPRIZE they also comprise of different experts in the field and advise XPRIZE on different um, issues in operating the prize. So they point us towards which judges to work with, which partners to bring on board, certain impact areas um, that some work may be needed to advance industry. Um, so, and the last group in all of that is our partners. Our partners span across many different um, things. So we have testing partners that help us operate the testing of the price. So for example, with XPRIZE Feed the Next Billion, we're testing teams on the nutritional profile of their product. So we would be working with labs that specialize in nutrition analysis. These can be academic or private labs. Um, we're working on, we're doing a sensory analysis to identify whether these products, how they differentiate from um, conventional chicken and fish products. So we work with sensory analysts on that testing component. We do life cycle assessments, techno-economic analyses, 
all of those testing components rely on partners that are experts in that field. Another type of partner is an impact and scaling partner. These partners are partners that help teams scale up production. So we work as a platform to bring these um, entities over to work with the teams and collaborate with them on their scale-up strategies. So they can be anything from ingredient suppliers to bioreactor suppliers and also investors in the space that can help teams get to the next level. And then finally, we one of our main objectives, and we can talk about this a little further, is having a lasting impact more, more generally in a, pub, in, in a public setting. So we work with a lot of partners on raising awareness about these alternative protein products and about our teams. <clears throat> and in that, we work, we really try to get to a, a more global audience, especially in this case, consumers that might be as you know, on the fence with these products. They don't understand them. It's new. Food is very personal. And we help tell that story through some partnerships for a larger audience to understand what we're doing. That's great. And it seems like a very comprehensive and diverse perspectives that come to the table and help with this challenge and, and I'm sure very many other challenges for those other challenges and partners. I want to ask you about the lead sponsor of the Feed the Next Billion. Can you tell us a little bit about Aspire, who they are, and how it started? Aspire is um, an entity under the Abu Dhabi government. It's a program management pillar of Abu Dhabi's Advanced Technology Research Council, or ATRC. ATRC, which is the parent company, is responsible for defining Abu Dhabi's research and development strategy and consolidating funds for efficient investment and driving policy and regulation. So that's kind of the big pillar. And Aspire uh, works in consultation with cross-sector industry stakeholders, universities, and research institutes to frame problem statements and support the creation of solutions um, through something like an XPRIZE competition. And I think it goes without saying that Abu Dhabi and the UAE, a part of the Middle East and North Africa region, food insecurity is a prime concern for the entire region, given just the instability and also um, climate change that really does affect that region um, very negatively. So they've dedicated these resources through the XPRIZE competition to support solutions that feed into this um, food insecurity challenge and their strategy to, to help resolve some of the issues there. Again, we'll put the links to Aspire also in the show notes along with other details. Earlier, you mentioned that there was a team in the original XPRIZE from back in 1995 through 2004 that was not the finalist, but then got picked up and became, you know, Virgin Galactic. I wanted to ask you, what impacts does the Feed the Next Billion program have for some of the startups and, and companies that are there now once the program has concluded? What are some of the opportunities that are available for these companies, even if they are not awarded as the finalist? I love talking about this because a lot of the time, Folks hear about XPRIZE and the most obvious impact, of course, is the award, right? You're competing for a number of years and you tend 
like you, you expect to receive millions of dollars in, in award um, money. So this is an obvious thing that we that really doesn't need a lot of talking. We don't need to talk about it too much. However, to your question, XPRIZE is actively working throughout the competition, any competition, and after the competition to support teams in a lot of different ways and also to, to have a lasting impact on an industry. So I like to talk about this in, in certain buckets. So the first thing that teams really come to us with you know, feedback on how we've supported them is fostering this innovation and collaboration across many industries. We've received overwhelming feedback so far from our teams that we have galvanized the entire industry to innovate in this whole cut sector. And a lot of these companies were looking for a focus area. They were looking for how to like um, um, be outstanding in the field. So being in this competition sets them on a course for innovation that they might have not identified on their own. So that's one thing. The other thing is also through this partnership work that I was talking about, we encourage innovators to rethink how to engage with stakeholders and make these engagement opportunities very easy for them. So they're throughout the competition, they're introduced and exposed to adjacent sectors and how they can offer support to their industry and accelerate the solution development. So we work with teams to invite them to conferences and put them in front of stakeholders that they might have not had the opportunity to interact with. So it's very collaborative. The environment is very collaborative, not just with competing teams and other companies um, or suppliers or investors, but also between competing teams themselves. I think it's, it's an interesting contrast. It's a competition, but it's also a very collaborative approach. Some of us at XPRIZE call, call it a cooperation sometimes because we do see teams merging and joining forces sometimes and um, acquiring each other's expertise and, and really working together to achieve the objective and, and improve this competition environment. Another area of impact that XPRIZE really offers to any team is validating technology. Testing falls under XPRIZE's responsibility. So while teams provide us with some information to assess their advancement in solution development, we bring in these external partners um, to assess teams very objectively, and we provide teams with these testing results. These testing results then go into teams' portfolios as they talk to regulators and talk to investors about their achievements. They have kind of a, a stamp of approval from an external party that has no interest telling very objectively the story of how this team is um, performing across different criteria like nutrition and structure and um, consumer acceptance, all of those different criteria that are very important for uh, alternative meat companies. So those are two areas I think that teams, other than <clears throat> achieving the, the prize objective and receiving an award, 
they're involved in a, over a number of years in a very collaborative, supportive environment that is objectively assessing them and giving them their results to take forward in the industry. So for those investors that are listening, there's already been a level of due diligence done by really a team of experts for those semi-finalists and finalists that are in XPRIZE. So that's a clear benefit. I love what you said about cooperation or, you know, that, that word, because I, I do feel like the companies that are in XPRIZE now at, in the semi-finalists, at least the ones I'm familiar with, I do feel like they are part of like, a, you know, they're competing, but at the same time, there's this team aspect to it as well. And, and I think that's very unique. That's very exciting. And we're sometimes surprised by it too, because we do, you, you start the competition thinking these teams are coming in and they're, they are at the end of the day competing for a big award. Uh, but we are constantly surprised and overwhelmed by how the competition brings them together. Um, and some of them reach out to us and, and want to speak to other teams. Like we, we've done this really well and we'd like to tell teams, other teams in the competition, how we've went about, you know, this conversation or this collaboration. So it's really overwhelming and it's very rewarding as prize operators to see teams come together in that way. I think maybe another thing that makes the Feed the Next Billion challenge a little bit more tight-knit is because I do know that a lot of the companies are very mission-driven. And we even see this outside of XPRIZE is that in the cultured meat industry, a lot of people want everyone to succeed because we are going to need a lot of solutions to really address these global impacts. So that's cool. I wanted to ask you for those who are listening, those who are interested in following up with the XPRIZE Feed the Next Billion Challenge, what's the best way to follow the progress? You can get the latest competition updates and learn how XPRIZE Feed the Next Billion is catalyzing the next proteins um, at xprize.org feed. We'll share this link, of course, but um, on that website, you can also sign up for our newsletter. We have a monthly newsletter that goes out. It talks about prize updates and also industry updates. And we sometimes, through our partnership network, offer discounted rates for different conferences in, in the industry. So it's a really nice place to, to go um, to find out more about the prize. I do want to say for everyone listening that is involved in the industry already, um, we're looking for, as we expand, you know, our network um, in planning for this finals event in 2024, we're looking for partners um, and judges specifically that, you know, are have exp expertise with the culinary industry, consumer testing, cost analysis, life cycle assessment, if you're involved in any of those areas, and I'm sure some of your listeners are, please reach out to me. I can also leave my email um, in, you know, in the links that will be uh, provided to, to reach out directly to me. And lastly, if you're curious about XPRIZE overall, I have a very exciting announcement. Um, in April, we will launch a new and exciting prize. It's not about food, um, but it's really important, especially if you're living in Southern California. Um, it's a wildfire detection and suppression XPRIZE competition. So it's very exciting and we'll be launching in April. So stay tuned to learn more about that in the next months.
Amazing. And our team is very excited to have some of the finalists on the show. Before we wrap up, I just wanted to ask you any additional insights for our listeners? I think the biggest, you know, thing I I, I have seen in this industry and I am excited about is how we talk about these products. I think the industry is really has gone through a big transition since it started in the early years in on in getting better in how to talk about these products. I as I mentioned earlier in in our conversation, I come from a part of the world that is very unfamiliar with these products and I have um improved how I talk about these alternative proteins by being in this industry and listening and I I this is one area where XPRIZE is hoping to to really create a big shift in bringing these con- products to a larger audience so this is an area where like i encourage everyone in the industry to spend more time pondering this question of how do we talk about this um these products in in a way that doesn't scare consumers away i think this is an area that i'm interested in and and i hope you know it's it's something that we'll see more development in so i encourage you if you're Talking to friends, go to resources. There's a ton of resources on how to talk about these products from GFI and others um, that make it really consumer friendly. So this is the, I don't know if it's an insight, but it's a call to action is to talk about this industry with others, please. I love it. Well, Caroline, thank you so much for joining us on the Cultured Meat and Future Food Show. Thank you, Alex. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. This is your host, Alex, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. This program was produced by H Media. See you soon.